You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Pull up a stool at my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. We're going to do a simulated White Sox game. We've been doing these broadcasts ever since opening day. It's about a 90-minute show, taking you through an entire White Sox game. Sit back, relax, crack one open, put it on at work as we follow the White Sox and what could have been. And it also gives you a looking glass into the future, especially if they can work things out and bring baseball back. We use MLB The Show 20. We're sponsored by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. They're open now, plus the great food is also available online, corkandcarryatthepark.com or through Grubhub. And SoxOn35th.com does post-game analysis. It's a complete package brought to you from the podcast for fans by fans, Socks in the Basement. And just a quick note for you, next week, we will bring back the normal show on Wednesdays with myself and my buddy Dave. You'll miss a broadcast or two during the week, but every game will be updated. And on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, you still get your regular Socks in the Basement 2020 simulated broadcast. The Socks are having trouble. They've lost three straight series and two in a row. They're now six and a half back out of first place, a half game behind the Indians, who are in second. And now we travel to Cleveland. Ricky Renteria says he's going to be juggling his lineups a little bit to get that spark back in the batting order. Lucas Giolito needs to have a better start than he did last time out. 6-4, 4.73, ERA. He's ready to go and so are we. Out to Cleveland. It's Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Progressive Field in Cleveland. Welcome to all of you. My name is Chris Lanuti. You're listening to Sox in the Basement, simulated White Sox baseball every day since opening day is the 45-30 Chicago White Sox. After a rough stretch, still 15 games over 500, enter this series in third place, a half game behind the Indians, and Mike Clevenger, 14 starts and a 4-5 record, is able to start this one. He was a scratch last time out, 1.62 whip, and a 5.43 ERA over 69 and two-third innings. 81 strikeouts, though, so he averages well more than a strikeout per inning. A revamped White Sox lineup, at least for this game. A couple of changes. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Tim Anderson with the ninth-best average in the American League, hitting 325, five homers, and 34 RBI, steps in. The leadoff hitter only has a 359 on-base percentage. For a leadoff man, I'd like that to be a tick higher. But he's done a very good job. He's second in the American League in stolen bases. Only trailing Luis Robert. Clevenger's first pitch inside corner at 7-11. The official game start time tonight is a strike. Now Anderson swings at a high outside pitch. Lifts it out into left center field. Back near the track, it will be caught. So two pitches, one out for T.A. Heads back to the dugout. The two games coming into this one, the White Sox not only lost them in Detroit to an inferior team, but they only scored one run in the last two games. The offense struggling, so Larry Garcia's in today, playing center field and batting second. 
He stands in there, lefty against Clevenger, with one gone here in the top of the first is Yohan Mancada, hitting in the three spot today for the first time in a long time. No Jose Abreu in the three hole. He has been moved down, hitting 268 and leading the team in double plays that he's hit into. 0-1 now to Garcia, the pitch on the way. Inside pitch swung on and missed a curveball. 0-2. Garcia's hitting 295 on the season. He plays, I would say, about five games a week. He is not the starter by any means at any position. But his bat is becoming a necessary thing to have in the lineup. He fouls that one off. 0-2 the count still. Now an inside pitch, check swing. He did not go around. Freddie Ferguson behind the plate today. He will be the umpire calling the balls and strikes. One ball, two strikes right now from Clevenger. The pitch on the way to Garcia. Inside almost hits him with a slider. Two and two now. The count is even. So Moncada's batting third. Yasmani Grandal will bat fourth. Abreu fifth. Jimenez is sixth. Encarnacion is seventh. Nomar Mazar in the lineup today in right field batting eighth. And in the ninth spot, Nick Mandrigal, your second baseman. Garcia swings and misses at that one. First strikeout for Clevenger. It was low and away. He reached for it. Here comes Moncada. Second in the American League in batting average at 331. He has 13 home runs and 42 RBI. Start of the season in the two spot. Went down for a little bit after an 0-15 start. Then got himself into the four spot and caught fire. And now moving into the three spot, at least for tonight. An outside slider misses, 1-0 the count. He is 1-for-13 lifetime with five strikeouts against Clevenger. You have to remember he spent a terrible season, his first full one in Chicago. And against some of these AL Central pitchers, he was basically an 0-for for that season. 2-0 as that one is low. Next pitch high, swung on and missed. A four-seamer who's just underneath it. 2-1 the count. Sox getting a little speedier at the top of the order. At least today with Garcia in the two spot instead of Grandal. It's a line shot over to first base, picked out of the air. One, two, three, go the White Sox. Midway through the first. There's no score with the Indians coming up. Lucas Giolito takes the mound. 15 starts, 6-4 record, 4.73 ERA. 83 and two-thirds innings with 70 hits and 41 walks. That's a 1.33 whip. He also has 84 strikeouts. So almost exactly a strikeout per inning for Giolito. He had been showing signs of turning the corner after a rough start to the season, had a setback last outing. Cesar Hernandez steps in, hitting 259. The lefty awaits the first pitch from Gio. And Lucas puts it low and outside for ball one, 1-0 one the count. Sox at one point were 18 games over 500. they have been in a little bit of a slide. Not a big one, but they're down to 15 over 500 now. They had a nine-game winning streak, but over the next nine games have gone three and six. So overall, that's a 12 and six record over your last 18. It's all about perspective as an inside four-seamer catches the corner. Two and one now the count. Going around the horn, Abreu is over at first. Encarnacion is the DH. Is this a... Bunt attempt, fouled off down the third baseline for the second strike. Two and two now the count. Giolito into the wind in the pitch. An outside circle change misses with Oscar Mercato standing on deck. We have a full count to the first batter here for the Indians. Lucas into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer high and outside. He went for it. 
strikes out the first batter. There's one gone, and here comes Mercado. So Grandal behind the plate, Abreu at first, Mandrigal's at second. Short is Anderson, third is Moncada. Left field, Jimenez, center field, Larry Garcia. And in right field, Nomar Mazzara. Your bench is Engel, Robert, James McCann, and Danny Mendick. And your batter at the plate right now is Oscar Mercado, 299, 15 home runs, 52 RBI. He's been doing very well this year, standing in the right-handed batter's box, already 1-0 in the count. Rondal sets up inside, and the inside fastball misses 2-0. His 15 home runs plays him third on the Indians. Giolito quickly into his wind and delivers. High inside pitch now 3-0. Lindor stands on deck, hitting 296. Outside pitch just misses. Giolito wanted it, didn't get it. It was right on the corner of the plate. He walks him on four pitches, so a free pass. And that has been an Achilles heel for Lucas Giolito all season long. He needs to limit those. That's what gets him in the trouble. And here comes Lindor now with a runner over at first base, hitting 296 with nine homers on the season. In the left-handed batter's box with pretty good speed on first. A high and tight pitch call the ball. 1-0 the count. Lindor is 5 for 15 with one run batted in. Lifetime against Lucas Giolito. Low inside circle change misses. 2-0. The Sox starters have had a rough time during this run. Once one of the best staffs of the American League over the last nine games, not so much. Outside four, Seamer hits the zone two and one, but they are a young team. And I'm not disheartened by the bumps. The bumps are going to happen. You get a nine-game winning streak, you can't be upset about a three and six over the next nine games. On the road, they're basically a 500 team. Until they figure out how to win more consistently on the road, we're going to have these ebbs and flows where they're hot, they're catching up to the Twins, and then they have to head back out on the road, and they take their lumps. 3-1 and one now to Lindor. The Indians are a much more even-keeled team, but this team has a core that has been into the playoffs multiple times. Full count now to Francisco on a curveball inside corner. 3-2 and two to count, one out, a runner on first. Big payoff pitch here. Got him on the inside corner looking. Lindor does not like it. It does not matter. Giolito has struck him out two in this inning. There's two gone, and the runner remains at first. Here comes Framil Reyes. Reyes has 17 home runs, two of them against the Sox this year. Hitting 238 with 42 RBI. He's got a 759 OPS. Acquired from the San Diego Padres. A guy who was a platoon man out there, now the four-hitter almost every single day playing right field for the Indians. Runner's going to go, throw down to second base, not in time. Grandal almost gets him, but Mercado takes off and steals second base. The Indians will run just like the White Sox run. My only hope is that Ricky Renteria will do this in real life with more running, especially with guys like Robert and Anderson. You've seen Garcia take bags, Madrigal, Mancata, Mendick. You have some speed on this team. And it really puts the other team off balance. Right now, Giolito trying not to get off balance with a runner on second and a 2-2 count to Reyes. The pitch. 
Inside, 12-6 curveball, misses, and another full count. He has been full now against three batters. The first two he struck out on a 3-2 pitch. One swinging, one looking. Here's the offering. Down the middle, foul back a four-seamer. Tried to go right after him. 22 pitches so far for Lucas Giolito, and he strikes him out on number 23. A slider hooking away in the end. Lucas walks one and strikes out three. He had to use a bunch of pitches to do it, but after one, there's no score here in Cleveland. Yasmani Grandal in the four spot today, hitting 303 with 20 home runs and 58 RBI. He's on a 10-game hitting streak. Got a 387 OPS. He struggled a little bit in this spot earlier on in the season. But he did very well with Abreu right behind him. So what Renteria seems to have done here is put him into that role at the cleanup hitter, but put Abreu behind him in the five spot. First pitch is a strike. Next one, a curveball taken outside. 0-2 quickly. As he stands in the left-handed batter's box, he has much better results there. He's done well on the right side, but he's started to taper off on the right side as the season has progressed. An outside pitch misses, one and two the count. Yasmani goes on tears from time to time. The average generally fluctuating between about 270 and 310. Swing and a miss at an inside changeup. He went low, but the pitch was lower than he went. Second strikeout for Clevenger. There's one gone. Both pitchers rolling right now. And Jose Abreu comes to the plate, the five-hitter, hitting 268. The first pitch low, fastball, 1-0 the count. He's 6-for-27 lifetime with 10 strikeouts against Clevenger. Clevy, pretty good against this White Sox team. And an inside curveball taken for a ball 2-0. Abreu still leads in the all-star vote at first base, along with Grandal leading at catcher. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Inside pitch, ripped back up the middle, a base hit for Jose Abreu. Move me down the order, won't you? I'm going to get a hit. First hit of the game for the White Sox. So there's a run around here in the top of the second inning, and Aloy Jimenez hitting 271 steps up. 14 homers and 46 RBI. The interesting thing about this lineup is you've essentially said, okay, Abreu's struggling in that three spot. We want to use him, though, to protect Grandal, so we move Grandal to the four, put Abreu behind him, then you put Jimenez just one spot lower but still protected by Encarnacion where he's had success. It'll be interesting to see if this if this takes. 0-1 to Aloy. This game may not be the best indication because you're going up against a very good pitcher. So it might be a few days of this here in Cleveland. Jimenez fouls that one off 0-2 quickly with one out and a runner on first here in the top of the second inning. Outside pitch, misses low and away a slider. 1-2 the count. Clevenger was scratched from his last scheduled start against the White Sox. Tristan McKenzie came in and actually got the win anyway. High four-seamer misses. 2-2 now to Jimenez. Abreu with a moderate lead. Probably not going anywhere. High pitch fouled off. Probably would have been ball three. It was a curveball, though, and Jimenez didn't know if it was going to dip into the zone, so he's protecting. The 2-2 pitch on the way. Low and away, a curveball. 3-2, and two, so Aloy fighting back in the count. Meanwhile, earlier today, the Chicago Cubs hosting the Boston Red Sox. Ah, the nostalgia. Red Sox win 6-3. to three. 
in the day game. That one swung on and missed a slider across the letters. He thought it was going to be a fastball. He swung through it a little bit early. And Clevenger gets his third strikeout. Edwin Encarnacion is second on the team in home runs with 16, hitting 265. Got an OPS just under 900. Takes a ball outside with two outs now here in the top of the second and the runner on first. Behind him is Nomar Mazzara. Back in the lineup for today. The 1-0 pitch. Outside corner, a changeup taken, 1-1. One one. Mazzara, the left-handed hitter, maybe getting a few more games starting in right field against right-handed pitchers. That pitch is high, 2-1. Sox need to be patient, make the pitcher work. They didn't do that the last two days in Detroit. When they do that, they have far more success because even if they don't get to you in the first couple innings, they wear you down. It's something the team got away from. It's something they're hoping to regain today. Clevenger up to 31 pitches here with two outs in the top of the second, the 3-1 pitch. Inside, he walked him. So he misses inside on the four-seamer. There's two on now. A hit and a walk given up by Clevenger so far in this inning. And this is when you strike the 207 hitting Mazzara, who has spent some time basically being the fifth outfielder on this team. I would say he's behind Engel and Garcia, Robert and Jimenez. Getting the start today, batting lefty. First pitch outside, a slider taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. Madrigal, the nine hitter, waits on deck. Clevenger takes his time, gets behind the mound, removes the hat, wipes the sweat. Taking a moment here. Knows that if he gives something to Mazzaro, he has the power to get it out. He's that kind of guy. He might hit in the low 200s, but he, he would get about 25 home runs a season if the White Sox kept him in there the entire year. He's 2-0 on an inside pitch. Breu leads off of second. Encarnacion leads off of first. Curveball catches the high and inside corner of the zone, 2-1. Next offering, rip back up the middle. That is a base hit past Lindor. Abreu comes around. There's going to be a throw home. He is safe at the plate on a very close tag. The ball got there before Abreu. Catcher set up directly in front of home plate. Jose does the feet first slide behind the plate, avoids the swipe, and gets the arm in. The tag hits him in the chest while he twists his body and gets his right hand on the plate as he slides around behind the plate. He flips over to get away from the tag and gets his hand on the plate before the glove hits him. A great call by the umpire. That could have gone the other way very easily. A single for Mazzara. The Sox lead 1-0. Madrigal's up with a 1-0 count and fouls off a two-seamer, 1-1 one one now. Encarnacion's at second. Madrigal's hitting 333 over his last 10 games. Inside pitch misses, 2-1. Anderson waits on deck. So with two outs, the walk issued to Encarnacion and the up-the-middle base hit by Mazzara. Both hits have been right up the middle on the ground for the White Sox so far in this inning and in this game. Changeup, fouled back, 2-2, two two, the count is even. Next offering, away a slider, 3-2. That slider 
He's not coming anywhere near the plate. And that's helping White Sox hitters if they're able to identify it. They know to just sit back and let it tail away. If he figures out how to get that in the zone, he's going to get somebody. Count is full to Mads. The payoff pitch. Inside, he walked him and the bases are loaded. And here's where the White Sox need to capitalize. You got the bases loaded, a run in already with two outs. You have a very good pitcher in Mike Clevenger who's struggling this year and has had injuries to this point. Like we said, he got a start scratched last time out. You have Tim Anderson at the plate, one of the best hitters in the American League. You need to get the hit here and drive in a few runs. Get him early. Outside changeup misses 1-0. Encarnacion at third. Mazzaro's at second. Mandrigal's over at first. A 1-0 pitch coming to Anderson with Garcia on deck. Down the middle, and he rips this one out in the left center field. On the run, the play will be made near the wall. Anderson gives it a ride. Two of them out to left center. But they're not getting down quick enough, and they're not getting over. Midway through the second, 1-0 Sox. You know, Mike Clevenger's a, a good pitcher, and the team's in kind of a slump. And I would have liked to have seen Anderson just try to take it back up the middle. Like the, the other hits that we saw in that inning. It's almost like if you're playing 16-inch softball as Jose Ramirez stands in the left-handed batter's box hitting 276. Takes a four-seamer high for ball one, and there's a shift on with Anderson on the other side of second base. Moncada at short, and Madrigal in short right field. You know, when you're having a hard time with a really good defense or a pitcher with a spin on the ball, you don't try to jack the ball. You're just going to fly out to left and to center. You're just going to pull the ball. And they're just going to sit out there and catch him all day long. So you start trying to put line drives up the middle, Ball's on the ground hoping for a bounce. And T.A. didn't do that there. I would have liked to have seen him do that in that at bat. 2-1 two the count now to Ramirez. Outside pitch swung on and missed 2-2. Two two. Giolito already has three strikeouts in this game. He needed 23 pitches in the first inning, though. And a low four-seamer misses. The count is full. Fourth guy to go full against Giolito in five batters. He struck out the other guys. Let's see what happens here. Lucas using a lot of pitches in this game. Low outside fastball in the zone is fouled off. Count remains 3-2 and two as that flutters down the third base line. Pitch number 30 on the way here for Giolito. Inside pitch jam shot down the first base line. Abreu gets it in foul territory. Another payoff pitch on the way. And he fouls off this one into the crowd on the third base line. Outside four-seamer. He's gone four-seamer three times in a row. Let's see what he does here. This time he takes something off it and gets him on a high changeup on a check swing. His fourth strikeout, Giolito with 32 pitches, has recorded four outs, all of them strikeouts, and walked the batter. It's not the most efficient method. He's not going to go long with that. I'm sure his defense is getting bored. Tyler Naquin steps in, and a high outside four-seamer misses. 1-0 the count. The defense has yet to have to do anything yet. Rondal sets up on the outside corner, and now this one is sent out in the left field. Jimenez coming in, has a beat on the ball, will make the play on the run. And there's two gone here in the bottom of the second. And Carlos Santana, the hated Carlos Santana, 
who changed everything about a week ago and created this huge comeback for the Indians. Gets one up the middle. Anderson across, and he gets him. A great play by Tim Anderson. He's on a shift for Santana on the other side of second. Fields the ball back over the shortstop position and throws it on a jump throw, getting Santana by a step. And we're in the top of the third inning, the family waterproofing solutions third inning with a 1-0 lead. And Larry Garcia is going to lead off with Moncada and Grandal behind him. And a low four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Clevenger starts the inning on 44 pitches. It's a fastball in the outside corner there, 1-1. One one. Now a high four-seamer tails away, 2-1. Family Waterproofing Solutions wants to help you out. You got a crack? You got some kind of foundation issue? You got uneven concrete outside the house? You got some seepage? You got some water coming in? You got some things you need checked on, like the sump pump? You need window wells? You need something repaired? They got you. Great financing, low prices, Excellent work. Amazing reviews. You can look them up. The 3-1 pitch to Garcia is fouled off down the first base line into the crowd. The count is full. And all the details about how to reach them coming up midway through this inning. Inside four, Seamer misses and Garcia's on first base. Clevenger walks the leadoff man. Nice at bat there by Leary. And Mancada comes to the plate. Ken's a veteran. His wife, Maria, have made this a family business that basically covers all of northern Illinois except for a few counties near Iowa and northwest Indiana. They'll do it over video. They'll do it with pictures. Uh, they'll come in on site and give you the free estimate. Give them a call. Reach out to them. Good friends of the show. Big Sox fans. 1-0 pitch swung on and missed by Moncada. It's now 1-1. One one. He swung at a curveball. He's 0-1 in this game. Garcia takes off for second. A low pitch, call the ball. Leary is out at second base. A bang-bang play. Sox trying to put on some pressure here. And he's gunned down. Nice throw down there. Perfect throw right on the bag. It needed a perfect throw to get there. But he got him anyway. There's one gone now here in the top of the third. High slider taken for a ball, three and one. Sox have been caught stealing now twice in their last five attempts even though they are second in all of baseball in stealing percentage 3-1 count the pitch is high and he walks Moncada so Garcia gunned down but Moncada now takes over at first base on that walk Clevenger up to 55 pitches and Yasmani Grandal comes to the plate he's 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the second inning Hitting 302 as he stands in there in the left-handed batter's box. And an outside changeup misses 1-0 the count. Clevenger struggling, but he has a 1-0 deficit only. Sox need to add to that. Curveball lifted out in the left center field is going to get down. Mancada rounds second as the ball is bobbled. He's on his way over to third. And Grandal, first and third now. After that single, an 11-game hitting streak. The ball got down. And as the left fielder comes across and gets his glove down to try to cut it off going into the gap, it goes off his glove. He stops it from getting into the gap. Mancada recognizes it immediately. Stutter steps at second base. 
and takes off the third. And here comes Abreu, who's one for one. And he's got two on. The first pitch down the third baseline, just foul. There's one gone here in the top of the third inning. And you're just looking for something deep enough to bring in Moncada or a base hit. This one over to second base. A tailor-made double play. So Abreu, who has been made famous over the last week or so on this broadcast for just hitting into double plays over and over again, does it again. 4-6-3, rack him up, and midway through the third, one nothing Sox. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. White Sox had something going in that inning. Clevenger escapes. Still one to nothing. Domingo Santana comes up for the first time today for the Indians. Hitting 300 in the eighth spot. He's got six home runs on the season. A very high on base percentage. Giolito starts the inning with 35 pitches. Throws a strike on the inside corner, 0-1. Now a low slider misses, 1-1 the count. Roberto Perez, the catcher, waits on deck. Now he goes outside with a slider, just misses, 2-1 the count. Tampa Bay Rays are taking their turn in Baltimore, winning 4-0. Later on tonight, there should be a start very soon. In Minnesota, they're about to start against the Yankees. Be nice to see New York go in there and beat them up a few games. We got to win ours, though. That's been the big problem. 3-1 count now to Santana and the pitch. He gets a curveball over to bring it full. Count full here. Giolito into the windup. And he does not reach for a high fastball. Santana is a patient guy at the plate. Leads his team in walks, and he gets one there. Second free pass issued by Giolito. He let Mercado walk on four pitches in the first inning with one out. Now there's a guy on first and no outs for the nine-hitter Perez. Some kind of weird half-dinosaur, half-purple people-eater dancing on top of the dugout. I don't know what that has to do with the Cleveland Indians. As Perez takes a ball high, 1-0 the count. Now Giolito goes in again, but it's also high, 2-0. Worked outside, now inside, but he's 2-0. We've seen Giolito lose his focus at times, start issuing walks. 
A low inside pitch call the ball 3-0 now with Hernandez on deck. You don't want to do this. You've been cruising, basically, through the first two innings. And now you're about to walk two guys in a row to lead off the third. Gets a strike across down the middle above the knees, 3-1. and one. He's really relying on the four-seamer. He's having a hard time getting the slider across. And a circle change just misses the zone below the knees, according to the home plate umpire. He's walked two. And the top of the order is coming out there. And Don Cooper's going to run out and talk with his pitcher. Just give him a chance to reset. Mancata and Grandal join him. The rest of the team waits at their respective positions. All right. Cesar Hernandez is in. 0 for 1. The lefty has two men on and nobody out. Four-seam fastball. Call the ball on the outside corner. Giolito puts his head down and yells at the mound. He wanted that call. He's upset about it. 47 pitches now for him. He's got two on and no out in the bottom of the third. Inside, changeup, swung on and missed. One and one the count. They're starting to bang that stupid drum in the hopes of bringing about a rally. And a fly ball out in the center field. Garcia's got a tail back near the track. He'll make the catch. The runner's going to advance from second to third. Perez holds at first. It's first and third now with one out on a long fly ball by Hernandez. And Leary Garcia tracks down right near the warning track. And here comes Oscar Mercado. He walked on four pitches the first time up, hitting 299. He has an opportunity to tie this game up. He fouls off a four-seamer low and in from Giolito. He's two for six lifetime with two strikeouts against Lucas. Giolito's thrown 50 pitches now. And a off-speed pitch, swung on and missed, low and away. He's gotten in the chase two pitches outside the zone to get to the 0-2 count. Giolito trying to work out of a jam that he put himself in with two leadoff walks. He's got one out now. He's going low in the zone. Now he comes up high. And a fly ball out in the right field. Mazzara plants underneath it. The runner's going to tag. Throw. Comes in the home plate. He is out at the plate. Mazzara guns him down. Mazzara guns him down from right center field. A big throw. He hit Grandal on the fly right on the plate. Incredible throw by Nomar Mazzara. Saves the run. There's a guy that's been looking to play for the last couple of weeks and came to play today. Nomar Mazzara regulated to the bench as of the last several weeks. Gets a start today. He has the only RBI of the game. And he saves a run with a brilliant throw. And Aloy Jimenez, who's 0 for 1, will lead off the top of the fourth inning. And Clevenger throws his 60th pitch right there, 94 mile an hour four seamer, a ball inside. Jimenez, 2 for 10 lifetime against Clevy. Inside curveball misses 2 and 0. Both pitchers struggling with control, yet somehow it's a 1 0 game. Imagine that. Outside four seamer, 3 0 now. Encarnacion stands on deck. 
Clevenger takes his time, looks in, the pitch on the way. And he walked him on four pitches, a four-seamer low. Jimenez goes down the first base. Clevenger has walked the leadoff guy now multiple innings in a row. It was at least two. I want to say it was three. No, it was two innings, and Abreu had a base hit when he came up. But Clevenger putting on runners each and every inning. Encarnacion hitting 265, stands in. He walked the last time up. Jimenez on first and a high pitch taken for a ball, 95 mile an hour four seamer. 1 0 the count. Edwin is currently seventh in the American League in the All Star vote for first base. He only plays it every once in a while. Jose Abreu is number one in the vote. That pitch hits the outside corner high, but in the zone. 1 1 the count. Jimenez with a good lead. The pitch on the way. Chopped down the third base line. Foul. Picked up by the third base coach. One and two. Next offering. Inside pitch sent over to short. Flipped the second over to first. Jimenez almost took him out at second base. They're both laying there. He went straight into the bag. If he was like a half a second sooner, he probably disrupts it. Gave everything he could. But a double play erases him and Encarnacion. There's two gone here in the top of the fourth inning. And here comes Mazzara. One for one with a single. An RBI. He's hitting 212 now with six home runs. And he threw out the runner at home plate for the third out. Last half inning. And an outside slider misses 1-0 the count. Lindor's on the other side of second. Ramirez, the third baseman, is playing short. Second base is out in short right field. A shift on for Nomar. And a fastball fouled off 1-1. One one. There was no shift employed when he got the first hit because there were runners on. And he was able to put it up the middle. If he did that now, it'd be a ground out. But he's 3-1 now as Clevenger misses again. Madrigal waits on deck. 71 pitches for the Indian starter. And pitch number 72 walks Mazzara down the first base. Lots of guys getting on for the White Sox. That has been the case over the last three days, actually. The problem has been getting people in. Tristan McKenzie getting up in the bullpen for the Indians with two outs in the top of the fourth. And here comes Madrigal hitting 243. He walks the first time up, and now he takes an inside fastball. Almost hit him in the chin. 1-0 the count with Mazzara over at first. With the nine hitter up, we're at least turning the lineup over yet again. This one ripped out to the right center field gap. Is going to get in there and roll. Mazzara comes around second, heading to third. The ball is picked up. He's going to round third and hold. That's a double for Madrigal with two outs. His seventh of the season. And the little man has gapper power. He only has one home run, but we've seen him do that a lot this year. That right center field gap. He lives there with doubles and triples all season long. And now here's T.A. who's 0 for 2 with two deep flyouts. He had the opportunity with the bases loaded last time and two outs to get a run in, and he couldn't do it. He's 0-1 in the count here, hitting 323. He's got runners on second and third, and Madrigal's fast enough. A hit will score two. Inside pitch misses. One and one the count. He won the batting title in 2019. He's in the top ten right now in the American League. Outside pitch misses. Two and one the count. 
This one sent out in the right field. It will not get by Reyes, who only has to move over a little bit. Did not tail away like the Madrigal hit. Another fly out to the outfield. Three of them for Anderson. He's left five guys on base. one nothing midway through the fourth. Francisco Lindor comes to the plate in a one nothing game. Lucas Giolito on 52 pitches. Number 53 is a high fastball, 1-0 the count. We're here in the bottom of the fourth in a pitcher's duel in which neither pitcher has looked very sharp. But each offense just coming up short with runners on. And Lindor takes a strike there. He's 2-1 now in the count. They're underway in Minnesota. Yankees and Twins. 2-1 pitches high, a four-seamer. 3-1 now with Reyes on deck. Rondell sets up in the outside corner. They can't get the call. He tries to frame that pitch. He's disappointed. And Lindor goes down the first. So Giolito walked the first two. Last inning, he walks Lindor right away here to lead off the fourth. And here's Reyes. 0 for 1 in this game. Pretty good speed over at first base in Lindor. You got to keep an eye on him. And a high inside fastball misses 1-0 the count. Giolito needs to find the zone again. Misses away for Seamer 2-0. Now he misses low. 3-0 the count. This is exactly what happened last inning. It's deja vu all over again. And he walked him. Jose Ramirez stands in now. Two on. No out. Giolito throws back to second base. And now they're going to come out and talk with him again. Two innings in a row, he walks two to lead off the inning. And both times, the second guy up walked on four pitches. 61 pitches. He's thrown 34 for balls and only 27 strikes. He has struggled all day with his control. White Sox bullpen getting up now. The drum is beating. Inside circle change misses. 1-0 now to Jose Ramirez. He's only hitting 130 with runners in scoring position this season. He fouls off a four-seamer. 1-1 the count. That stupid drum continues to beat in the background. Lindor leads off of second. And the outside four-seamer misses. 2-1. Michael Kopech is throwing. Alex Colome is throwing. Ramirez is 0-1, the 2-1 pitch. Low, change-up misses, 3-1 the count. Could he literally walk the bases loaded to lead off the fourth inning? This one lifted out to right field, tailing back near the wall. Mazzara back to it, catches it, bounces off the wall. That one almost got out. Runner's going to advance from second to third. The other one's going to hold. Mazzara makes a great catch running into the wall in right field for the first out. I'm telling you, it's deja vu all over again. He walked the leadoff man last inning. Then he walked the next one on four pitches. Then a deep fly ball to the track that Garcia caught, and it was first and third. This time around, in the exact next inning, he walks a guy, walks the next guy on four straight pitches, and a deep fly ball caught at the wall by Mazzara. First and third. The lefty, Naquin, is 0 for 1. He steps in. Giolito on 66 pitches. The tying runs over at third base, and he throws a high four seamer that misses 1-0 the count. 
No control today, really, from Giolito. Very fortunate, and it's not just him. Clevenger having a hard time. I think the umpire's game has actually been pretty on. A high fastball, 2-0 the count now. Lucas behind in this count as well. I don't think he sees another batter if he walks the bases loaded as long as the relief pitchers are ready. Sent out to left field. Jimenez will make the catch. The throw coming home. Lindor sent to the plate. And this one is offline and the Indians will score. So everything was the same as last inning. But on the flyout that came, Jimenez unable to make the throw Mazzara made. It's a 1-1 ball game with two outs now in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Indians finally get one across. And Carlos Santana comes to the plate. The lefty is 0-for-1 with a ground out in the second inning. Domingo Santana waits on deck. Runner still at first base. Did not advance. And a four-seamers fouled off, 0-1 the count. Santana's 0-for-9 lifetime against Giolito. Curveball fouled off, 0-2 the count. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Lifted out in the center field, coming on is Garcia. He will not be able to make the play. Takes it on the one hop. It's going to be a single. Runner's going to hold it second. Santana gets his first hit of his career against Giolito. He's now 1-for-10 lifetime against him. There's two on with two outs. And the Sox have seen enough. Alex Colome, formerly the closer. Colome, if you're nasty, is going to come in. Giolito gives the ball up. Disappointing day for him. He's already up to nearly 80 pitches. He has no control. Pitches all over the place. And Ricky Renteria is done losing. 26 games for Colome. 23 and a third innings. 3.86 ERA. Lefty's only hitting 186 against him. Righty's hitting 304. Got an 0-2 record. He's got a righty in there right now. He only needs to get one out. Runners at first and second. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth. First pitch low of four-seamer, 1-0. Kopech warming in the bullpen, likely to take over in the fifth inning. Now an outside pitch ripped down the first baseline. Near the pole, and it's gone. Alex Colome is gasoline on a fire. He has fallen hard in the last month. That one gets out at 364 feet. Right down the line, opposite field by Santana. Only his seventh home run of the season. A three-run job. It's 4-1 to one Indians. And he has become a very unreliable pitcher in the bullpen as of late. And Perez comes to the plate now. And the White Sox bullpen, hot earlier on the season. Very, very cold now. I would say the only guys you can really rely on going forward is Kopech, Ciszek, and the two lefties, Fry and Bummer. Maybe Evan Marshall. To bring a guy in who's a closer by trade and ask him to get one out. And he gives up a three-run home run with two outs. And puts your team down by three. Very disappointing. Two and two the count now to Perez. Next offering down the third baseline foul. The pecking order in that bullpen. I expect that to change as well. Swung on and missed. He got him. The inning's over, but the White Sox give up four runs. 
Giolito left with two men on. And Alex Colome gives up one that hits the pole right down the line. Meanwhile, here we are in the top of the fifth inning, and Tristan McKenzie comes in 25 innings, 4.32 ERA. Lefty's hitting 333 against him. Righty's not so well. He'll take over for Clevenger. So both pitchers don't make it into the fifth inning. It was shaky for both starters today, but the one mistake really came from the bullpen when Colome gives up that home run. 1-0 now to Larry Garcia, who's 0-for-1 in this game, and he pops this one up to the catcher. Perez underneath it will make the play. One gone. Moncada comes to the plate. Lots of game left here in the DP3 Tech fifth inning. Sox trailing by three. Unfortunately, they had plenty of opportunities against Clevenger. Tim Anderson alone left five guys on base in two at-bats, unable to get the hit. As Moncada fouls that one off, one and one the count. Yuan's got a walk in this game as he swings and misses, and the count is one and two. And you can see McKenzie and Kopech both come out here now and pitch brilliantly. And unfortunately, McKenzie's got a three-run lead. Inside pitch misses, two and two the count. You got two young pitchers coming out of the bullpen right now, waiting for their chance to become a starter. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but could Lucas Giolito be on his way out as a White Sox starter? Remember, he struggled all the way up until last season. He was incredible last year. This year, not very good. 3-2 pitch sent out into left field. It'll stay in the ballpark for out number two. Here comes Yasmani Grandal. He's one for two with a single in the third inning. Hitting 305. Stands in the left-handed batter's box. The pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped down the first baseline foul. His 20 home runs have him tied for fourth in the American League right now. As he puts this one right over on a line drive, the second base scooped out of the air, and the Sox go down 1-2-3. The White Sox have one run on four. The Indians four runs on two. Midway through the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. You're in a DP3 Tech fifth inning. You just heard about DP3 Tech right there telling you right now that's a pretty good idea you know taking everything that you're doing in your business and making sure that your people can get together with one button migrate over your systems you still have control over all your stuff but now it's right there at the touch of a button you know the the idea that you don't have to use the google docs and all these other crazy things out there you know your zoom and you got to pay for that that subscription and you got to you know all these things you got to do for your employees why not just have a system set up they're working at home They're on the road, they're in the office. 
whatever's happening that day, nothing changes. DP3Tech, a proud advertiser on Socks in the Basement. Michael Kopech comes in, 12 games, 28 in the third innings, 2-0 record, 4.13 ERA. And Michael may need to come into the starting rotation soon as everybody in that rotation is struggling with the exception of Reynaldo Lopez. It has been a very difficult run here for White Sox starters. Renteria did pull Giolito. And Giolito had only given up one hit. But he had walked so many batters. He had thrown so many outside pitches. And he could not find the zone in that inning. At all. He has a discussion with him. And it just did not look good. You bring in Alex Colome in a 1-1 game. He's got to get one out. And he gives up the three-run home run off the right field foul pole. Michael Kopech comes in and immediately strikes out Cesar Hernandez on three pitches. Somebody came to pitch. And he wants to make a statement here like, hey, if you need a starter, I'm available. It might be time to start considering who's going to get knocked into the bullpen for a little while to work things out. Inside pitch. High and tight to Mercado. 1-0 the count now. There's still a lot of game left here. Sacks are only down by three. They have an offense, even though it's gone flat in the last couple of days. They could bust out at any moment. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Fouled off down the third base line, 2-1. Kopech gets him the swing and foul off a slider inside, 2-2. Two two. Much more accurate. You're definitely watching a different pitcher out there right now. This one now sent over to second base. Nice play by Madrigal. Jump throw as he was running towards second to make the play. And he gets the runner over at first base. Pretty play by Nick Madrigal. Two outs right away here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And here comes Lindor 0 for 1. Kopech into the line to the lefty. Just misses low on a changeup. 1-0 the count. Lindor has got a seven-game hit streak. He's 0 for 1 in this game. High outside pitch misses, 2-0. Got on with a walk and came around and scored last inning. 2-0, two outs, bottom in the fifth inning. Rondal down on one knee on the outside corner. That pitch was clearly in the zone, but called the ball 3-0. We have not seen a lot of bad calls behind home plate today, which has been a good thing. We had seen a run of those. That pitch was clearly a strike. And now he's going to walk him. And Lindor goes down to first, so he's drawn two walks today. And with two outs, the Indians have a runner on. Kopech frustrated there. Didn't feel like he got the calls that he thought he was going to get. He'll have to adjust. Here comes Fran Mil Reyes. He's 0 for 1 with a walk and a run scored. Two outs, bottom of the fifth inning. Sox trailing 4 to 1. Michael Kopech looks in. And delivers. Inside slider misses, 1-0 the count. Reyes has struck out 89 times so far this season. Fifth highest total in the American League. And he fouls off a changeup, 1-1 the count. Now Kopech comes inside, misses on a four-seamer, 2-1. With two outs here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Lindor with a healthy lead over first base. He'll hold, and a slider misses now 3-1. and one. Feels like there's a force field around that strike zone lately for White Sox pitchers. 
Kopech takes his time. Now the 3-1 pitch set out in the right field is going to be a base hit. Mindoro hold it second. With two gone, there's now two on for the Indians. Jose Ramirez comes to the plate. Sox need to get him. Let's get out of this inning. He's 0 for 2. Kopech checks the lead runner at second. First pitch, a strike on the inside corner. 0 and 1 the count. Ramirez stands in now after shaking the bat off like there was something on it. Kopech looks in and delivers. A low outside four-seamer and 97 miles an hour misses one and one. The stupid drum is beating again. I hate that drum. A low changeup misses two and one. I want to find the guy with the drum, and I want to hit him with his own drum. I don't care if you think that's violent. I'm tired of listening to him, and I'm tired of looking at guys unable to throw strikes. Three and one now the count as Kopech has missed outside three times to a guy who's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He sets and delivers. And he walks him. Nope, he doesn't. I thought that he had checked that up. Ramirez thought he checked it up. The home plate umpire bails out Kopech on a pitch way outside, saying Ramirez broke the wrist. 3-2 pitch now. Ground ball. Mankata knocks it down, throws from his knees, and we're out of the inning. Michael Kopech needs to buy the umpire and Yoan Mankata each stakes. Maybe like potatoes out gratin, too. Diving play and a throw from the knees. Mankata ends that inning. It's 4-1 Indians. White Sox need some runs. They need some offense. Two, two runs scored in the last two and a half games now. One run scored in their game two days ago. No runs scored yesterday. One run scored here today going into the top of the sixth inning. And McKenzie throws an inside fastball for a strike 0-1. The offense that was unstoppable. The pitching staff that could not be stopped. All of it running into troubles right now. As there's a strike, 0-2 now the count. And an outside four-seamer misses 1-2. McKenzie into the line. Curveball low misses 2-2 the count. 4-1 Indians. Abreu. Takes a high and tight fastball for ball three. Three and two, the count is full with Aloy Jimenez on deck. White Sox need to find a way to get the runs in. They get men on. They can't get them across the plate. Abreu almost strikes out, but they're going to say he checked it up. He's down to first base. Indians fans unhappy. They didn't like the call on Ramirez earlier, and they really don't like that call on Abreu. As the umpire says, he checked up, but Ramirez didn't. I don't care. I'll take it. So Abreu down the first base. And here comes Aloya Menes. He's 0 for 1 in this game. He's got Abreu over on first. He's got no outs here in the top of the sixth. After Jimenez, you got Encarnacion. These guys are all supposed to be big hitters. And lately, nothing. Aloy hasn't hit a home run now in three weeks. Abreu... Had one the other day after a two-and-a-half-week drought. A lot of singles out of these guys. They keep their averages about where they're at, but nothing really being driven anywhere. The OPSs are dropping. The power is disappearing. 
the thunder in the bats is lacking. And a strike on the outside corner makes it one and two. McKenzie, a lanky fellow, right-handed pitcher here for the Indians, just like Kopech, will be in that starting rotation sooner rather than later. As Jimenez swings and misses at a curveball low and outside the zone. He's down on strikes. Something needs to give here with this White Sox offense. Encarnacion stands in, and a low pitch in the dirt gets away. Abreu's not going to advance. 1-0 the count. Line drive over to third. Drops in front of the third baseman Ramirez. He scoops around the horn, and another double play. I don't know who put a curse on this offense. Nothing but double plays and strikeouts. Tyler Naquin comes in to lead off. He's 0 for 1. The six hitter in the left-handed spot. And Kopech throws a changeup low and away. 1-0 the count. He's a first-round pick from way back in 2012. The 1-0 pitch. This one's flared off into the dugout on the third base side. 1-1. One one. Now Michael throws a high fastball. 2-1 the count. 99 miles an hour. But it doesn't matter how hard you throw the ball, you have to keep it in the zone. Seen a lot of well-thrown pitches not ending up in that box. A slider away, 3-1. And, and Santana stands on deck, probably assuming when I get up there, as I'm the two-hitter, there'll be somebody on base. Because the Sox put on the leadoff man every inning. This one's popped up. Abreu camps underneath it for the first time in a long time. The leadoff man is out for the Indians. One gone here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And here comes Carlos Santana. One for two. A single and a run scored. Into the wind is Kopech. And a low fastball called the strike. 0-1 the count. He's got a career total of 1,349 hits. 0-1 pitch fouled off. Kopech's got him 0-2 now. Into the wind. And across the plate, it's set over to Madrigal at second. He'll flip the first. Two gone. So the Sox get the first two again in this inning. And here comes Domingo Santana. And I'm telling you, he hits it off the end of the bat for that three-run home run. It's curving the entire time like it's going into foul territory. And it hits the pole. And that pitch from Alex Colome is the reason it's a 4-1 game instead of a 1-1 game. As a changeup outside misses, 1-0 the count. Sitting 348 over his last six games. And a high four-seamer misses 2-0 now. A low and away fastball, 3-0. And again, this feels like the same thing we saw last inning. Gets the first two outs. Can't find the strike zone. Walked him on four pitches. How many four-pitch walks have we seen today? You might as well save your arm and just tell every third guy walk down there intentionally. Here comes Perez. He's 0 for 1. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I know it's simulated baseball, but just like you, I'm getting annoyed. And I don't know what is going on. There's been no changes in any settings. It's just like this team has run into a brick wall here in June. And a four-seamer away 
goes for a strike. The good news is you're 15 games over 500, and you are on a road trip. The team has been basically 500 on the road, so it's not a total collapse, but the mojo is missing. You felt like in every game this team could at any moment put up four or five runs in an inning, and now you feel like every game you're lucky if you get a run over the last few. You had that 12-run outburst the other day, and it all stopped. And meanwhile, the pitching staff continues to struggle with command. Kopech, though, now strikes out that batter. Perez gets him on four pitches. We're through the top of the sixth, heading to the bottom of the sixth. The Sox need some offense, and they need it now. 4-1 Indians. Here's Nomar Mazzara. He will lead off. He's hitting 212. Got the only RBI of the game. Saved a run when it was 1 0 on a great throw in from right field. Takes an inside pitch for a ball 1 0. Nick Wickren and Dominic Leone warm up in the bullpen. Wickren has been very effective against us this season. The 1 0 pitch on the way. Inside misses on a curveball 2 0 the count. Now a high outside pitch makes it 3-0 with Mandrigal on deck. And a strike on the inside corner from McKenzie. Four-seam fastball taken by Mazzara. 3-1 the count. Evan Marshall, Jace Fry starting to toss in the bullpen. And Mazzara awaits the next pitch. Low curveball called a strike. Mazzara shakes his head. He thought he was on his way down for his second walk of the game. Now a 3-2 pitch fouled off down the third base line. They have a shift on for him. Third base is over at short. They move more to that side of the infield. Inside pitch now ripped out deep in the right field. Back near the track. It will stay in the park. And Mazzara flies out deep to right. And here comes Mandrigal's one for one with a double in the fourth inning. One out here in the top of the seventh. First pitch low and away. One and oh the count. McKenzie continues to put him near the zone on the outside corner a lot to White Sox batters he's trying to get people to reach Mazzaro swung at a good pitch there just couldn't get it out now Madrigal does reach and lines out the first so three of them on the outside corner he finally reaches out there to poke one and he hits it right to the first baseman here's Tim Anderson having a really rough game 0 for 3 today he personally has left five guys on. He had the bases loaded and flew out. He has second and third and flew out each time to end an inning. He has been that guy that when the White Sox needed that one hit has been unable to come through. And now he's up here with nobody on here in the seventh. He's got a 2-0 count. Inside pitch called a strike, 2-1. and one. Now an inside pitch again called a strike. Two and two the count. The 2-2 pitch on the way. Dribbled over to first base. 1-2-3 inning again. You know, remember in Major League when Serrano needed the, the live chicken? Can we get these guys a live chicken? Bam in the seventh inning. The Sox trail 4-1. Cesar Hernandez is coming up to the plate. Kopech. We'll start off this inning. 40 pitches so far in relief. 
He pitched the sixth and the seventh, not letting anybody cross. That pitch low and inside for ball one to Hernandez. Next offering down the middle, a strike. And that's what he needs to do. He's got that overpowering stuff. Every once in a while, just try to burn one guy by a guy. Today in this game, he's trying to nibble. So far, it hasn't hurt him. The 1-1 pitch. Another one burned on the middle for a strike, one and two. So Grandal taking a different approach here in this inning with Michael Kopech. Throws a high and tight for Seamer. Two and two the count. The 2-2 pitch on the way. Struck him out looking. And there goes Hernandez. Kopech has been racking up some good innings lately. As we said, there are bright spots during this slide. Michael Kopech is one of them. Here comes Mercado. He's 0 for 2 with a walk and a stolen base. He fouls off a four-seamer on the inside portion of the plate, 0 and 1. Sitting 297 with a 9-11 OPS. The 0-1 pitch on the way with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. Looped in the right field. Mazar unable to get to it. It's going to fall in front of him. Base hit by Mercado. Seven-game hitting streak now for him, and here comes Lindor. And they're going to go out to the mound real quick. And it's Renteria. He's having a discussion real quick with Michael Kopech. And now he's going to tell him that's it. He's going to bring in Jace Fry. Fry, 20 innings pitched, 4.50 ERA, 26 strikeouts and 9 walks. Opponents hitting under 200 against him. Got a 3-2 record, 6 holds. Another bright spot lately for the White Sox. He flips Lindor around to the right side of the plate where he doesn't have as much power. And a low inside curveball taken for a ball. In fact, the last home run that Kopech gave up was to Lindor in relief. He'd actually pitched very well, and Lindor, the second time he saw him, put one out. Renteria, remembering this, might have decided to go with Fry, who just missed inside and quickly 2-0. One out, bottom of the seventh, runner on first. Sox trailing by three. Jace Fry, the third pitcher of the game for the White Sox. Fourth pitcher, actually. I know I want to forget Alex Colome and the two batters he faced where he gives up three runs. The 2-1 pitch as the runner goes. Out in the right field, the base hit, the hit and run paying off for the Indians. Runner over to third. And they first and third him off a of fry. And here comes Reyes with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning and runners on first and third. He's one for two in this game with a single and a run scored. And the White Sox need the double play. As much as they hit into him, we have not seen them turn very many in this latest stretch. Foul ball down the first base line. 0-1 the count. The White Sox have only lost three games in a row once this year. It was against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota on their last road trip. They are in danger of losing three on the road in a row if they can't come back in this game. But first, Fry has to get after Reyes here and hold this. One and one the count. The stupid drum is playing in the background. The pitch. 
Outside cut fastball misses 2-1. and one. You know, I think the drum helps spread COVID-19. And for the sake of everybody in the stands, it needs to be shut off. Miraculously, as I say that, the drum stops. Nope, it's back. 2-1 and one the count. Runners on first and third. Here comes the pitch. That one is set out to center field. It's going to be a base hit. The run is going to score. A young ball club that got off to a hot start has really hit hard times lately. Nobody can get out of an inning. Way too many 2-0 starts that counts. Way too many walks. As Ramirez now takes a cut fastball for a strike 0-1. It's a long season, 162 games. There's a reason why nobody's picking the White Sox to win the division in 2020. Nobody was saying that really in the spring. The belief was if you ended up 10 games over 500, it was a success. It was a big year. If you competed for the wild card, not even getting the wild card, but competing in it would be a great year. And the reason is that a young team trying to go through 162 games and win for the first time in half a decade, really, to get a winning record. To try to get to the playoffs for the first time since 2008, where we got in on pure luck. It's a tall order. The trick here is the count is now full to Ramirez, with runners on first and second, is to find a way to calm the team down and get them back into some semblance of winning baseball. You felt like they were unbeatable during that nine-game win streak. But it now feels so far away as this one is lifted out in the right field. Mazzara, deep near the track, will catch it. He's got a good arm. Nobody's going to try him. The runners hold first and second now with Naquin coming to the plate. He's 0 for 2 with a sack fly and an RBI. He's not too good against lefties. So with Lindor over at second base, Fry checks him, looks at the runner at first, and now delivers a strike. Cut fastball, 0-1 the count. 5-1 to one Indians. In some ways, it feels like it could be 20-1. to one. The way that the White Sox offense has been going lately. And the team needs to find something to get them going again. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, 1-2. One you know, the pitching complemented the hitting, and the hitting complemented the pitching. So a bad day by a pitcher was sometimes covered up by that really good offense. And a bad offensive day was sometimes covered up by an insane bullpen and a good start. But with everybody across the board now a little off, nobody's picking anybody up. Two and two the pitch. This one low and away. Cowan is full to Naquin. Carlos Santana stands on deck. The next offering, both runners going, swung on and missed. Fry gets him. Big strike out there. He gave up a run. I'm sure he's not happy about it. The Indians have five runs on six hits. The White Sox one on four. And we're through seven here in Cleveland. Larry Garcia will lead off the top of the eighth inning. Juan Moncada follows him. Yasmani Grandal after that. There's an inning that the White Sox are going to get to McKenzie as 25,483 are announced here. And he continues in this game. This is the inning. 
You've got your best hitters all lined up. You got some speed at the top. And a curveball fouled off one and one the count. Next offering swung on and missed one and two. Garcia chases a curveball low. One and two the count. Five to one Cleveland. No outs here in the top of the eighth. Inside pitch misses two and two. Next pitch sent over to second base. Slow chopper. Scooped over to first. There's one gone. Yohan Mancata. 0 for 2 with a walk in the third inning. Stands in. And the first offering on the way. Low and away, a curveball. 1 and 0 the count. And now a four seamer fouled off. 1 and 1. Low changeup. Fouled off one and two. And now McKenzie misses low and away. Two and two the count. One gone here in the top of the eighth. A four-run deficit. The Indians have only used two pitchers. To keep the Sox a one run. Little dribbler out in front of the plate. Mancata on his horse. Catcher's going to pick it up. Perez cannot get him at first. Mancata beats it out. That's a base hit. That's his eighth hit in a row in eight games. So the eight-game hitting streak... He'll take it on that number. But now you need to add to that. And here comes Grandal, one for three with a single in the third inning. First pitch high and tight. One and oh the count. Yasmani, 20 home runs on the season. Hit two of them in a game just a few days ago. That was the last game the White Sox offense showed up. One run the next day, no runs yesterday. And one run so far today. They have ranked consistently in the top three in all offensive categories for the start of this season. But they look very flat. Two and one the count. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Two and two the count is even. Mancata with a solid lead over at first base. The pitch on the way. Inside in the dirt. Going to roll away. Mancata's going to take off for second base throw down he is safe three and two count now it'll be ruled a wild pitch by McKenzie a runner in scoring position here and Grandal's got a full count waiting on deck is Jose Abreu McKenzie checks Mancata to the plate swung on and fouled off down the third base line count remains full Mancata Dancing at second. This ball also fouled off an outside four seamer. We'll get another payoff pitch here. Rondell lifts this one deep down the first baseline, but it hooks foul. He's out in front of that one, three and two. And now he dribbles back another one. He's hanging in now. Nine pitches in this at bat for Yasmani. Swung on and missed. Four seamer on the outside corner. Bat was just underneath it. A long at bat does nothing for Yasmani Grandal. There's two gone, and here comes Abreu. And they're going to bring in another pitcher. Phil Mayton. He's only pitched one and two-thirds innings over two games. He has not given up a run. He's struck out two. No walks issued yet. Recently up from AAA. 
Must be nice to have an effective pitcher you can bring up from AAA. As a high outside four-seamer misses, 1-0 the count. Carlos Rodon could rejoin the team to start the second half of the season. But we're still weeks away from that. That would add another pitcher, either in the rotation or in the bullpen. As a high four-seamer makes it 1-1 one one against Abreu. The next offering, swung on and missed a slider low. 1-2 now with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. This one swung on and sent out to right center field, tailing back near the wall. It is off the top of the wall. Moncada will score. Abreu into second base with a double. A lot more production just today alone with him moving down into the five spot. Still able to drive in Moncada. As Renteria has tinkered a little bit. And now he's on second base and it's five to two. With two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. Jimenez comes to the plate. First offering is high and a four-seamer, 1-0. Next pitch, sent down the first baseline foul, 1-1 the count. And now Jimenez fouls that one straight back. He's 1-2 in the count with Abreu on second. The pitch on the way. Inside pitch swung on and missed. Jose Abreu hits a double into the gap. The Sox score their second run of the game but still trail 5-2 going to the bottom of the eighth. Steve Ciszek's going to come into the game. 32 games this season. 11 holds. 37 and two-thirds innings. A 0.72 ERA. Righty's hitting 214 against him. Lefty's hitting 106. Sox trail by three with Carlos Santana at the plate. And a strike. Sinker down the middle and low. 0-1 the count. Next pitch away, a sinker. One and one. So Sox get another run. They're within three. They only have the ninth inning to work with. Encarnacion will lead it off. If he gets on, likely some speed will be put out there so he can't clog up the base paths. There's a sinker low and in. Call the strike, one and two. Mazars actually looked very good up there at the plate so far in this game. And Madrigal as well. Two and two the count. To Carlos Santana is one for three. Ciszek sets. The side armor delivers. Swung on and missed. He got him. Nice strike out there. He is the best pitcher on our staff so far this season. I'm saying starter or reliever, the best. Here's Domingo Santana. If it weren't for that ball off of the right field foul pole, we could have a very different game. But he got the foul pole and hit a three-run home run that busted this game open. He's 1-0 now at the plate. Ciszek sets and delivers. And a strike at the knees of sinker, 1-1. Santana, the eight-hitter. Perez, the nine-hitter, the catcher, waits on deck. Low and away a slider. He does not offer at it. Two and one the count. This one's grounded off down the first base line. Foul. Two and two the count. So the count's even with one out in the bottom of the eighth. That one's dribbled to short. Anderson's going to get it. Spin, throw. 
and get it to Abreu. He got that ball, spun behind second base, threw it in the middle of the spin. Looks really pretty. Luckily, Jose Abreu is able to get a very high throw. He goes up on one leg to stretch and get that ball. Two gone here, and Roberto Perez comes up. Ciszek giving the White Sox an opportunity, hopefully, to come back in this game. Inside pitch fouled off. 0-1 the count. The righty Perez waves the bat a little. And now an outside pitch, a slider rolls to the backstop. Count is even at one. The next offering. Swung on and missed the slider up. One and two. Now he swings at an outside slider. He got him. Ciszek with his own pace out there. He takes care of business. A one, two, three, eighth. We're going to try to come back in the ninth, trailing by three. And on comes Brad Hand. We've seen him before. He's only blown one save. He's 24 out of 25 save opportunities. That's all you need to know about him. Throw everything else out. The man knows how to pitch. He's a lefty. Encarnacion, the righty, stands in. An outside slider misses 1-0. And with him being a lefty, Mazzaro does not perform well against lefties. The Sox will likely pinch hit for him. Inside pitch misses 2-0. 2-0 the count. Top of the ninth inning. Sox chasing three. Against one of the better closers in baseball to this point. But he's 3-0 now on that pitch that misses outside. And Edwin needs to be patient now. But not too patient. Down the middle, take it. Uh, He tried to. Fouls off a slider. Coming down the middle, it dropped out right at the plate. Felt like he was on that one. 3-1 the count. Next offering high and inside. He walked him. So we're going to see some movement here now in the dugout. James McCann is going to come out and hit for the White Sox. And Luis Robert is going to come out. And he will pinch run. So Robert in the DH spot for now. McCann pinch hitting for Nomar Mazzaro. Robert's got a lot of speed. There's no reason to get thrown out though right now. Because you don't tie the game. You're a base runner. Meant to keep the bases unclogged. McCann's hitting 348 with four homers and 11 RBI. We've seen him come in and pinch hitting situations and get a hit. There's another throw over to Luis Robert on an 0-1 count. They're very concerned about him. And that might be the reason why he's in. Not to take a base here. But to keep pressure on hand who has to look at him every time in this at bat. Outside fastball swung on and missed. 0-2 now to McCann. So James, coming off the bench here, is quickly 0-2. On deck is Nick Madrigal. I expect him to hit. He's looked pretty good over the last few games. This one, down the third baseline, fair ball into the corner. Coming around is Robert. He's on his way into third. McCann heading to second base. He's safe. Robert heading home. He's safe. The Sacks get a run, and the tying run will come to the plate from this point on. There's no outs in the top of the ninth inning. McCann with the RBI double. Adam Angle will come in to run for McCann now because he can take over in the outfield in right. Nick Mandrigal comes to the plate. There's no outs. He's one for two in this game with a double. First pitch sent out into shallow right field, and he's going to fly out for the first out. So Mandrigal tried to go 
to that side like he had hit the double earlier. He got underneath the pitch from hand, tried to jump on the first pitch. There's one gone, and here comes Timmy Anderson. 0 for 4, and he really needs to make up for a very, very rough day at the plate today. He's 1 for 5 lifetime with two strikeouts against hand. He's 1-0 in the count. He's the tying run in this game with one out in the top of the ninth. And an outside four-seamer catches the zone one and one. Sox get the first two on and a run in already. Then the out to Mandrigal. And now Anderson two and one with Leori Garcia on deck. Danny Mendick, the only guy on the bench not used yet. I doubt he will do anything else except come in to run if a slow runner gets on and they need him. The low outside slider, two and two to count. That one hit the zone. Anderson backs out, now gets back in. The count is even at two with one out in the top of the ninth. Angle on second. Inside pitch misses a slider, three and two. As Garcia stands on deck. The look back at Angle. Now this pitch sent down the first baseline into the crowd. We got a full count. Tim Anderson trying to get his first hit of the game. Swung on, sent over to short. Lindor with a nifty play. Going to hold angle and send it over to first. There's two gone, and the Sox are down to their last bullet. Leary Garcia comes to the plate as the tying run, just like Anderson and Mandrigal. First pitch inside misses, 1-0 the count. It would be great if Garcia could get on and we could get to Moncada here. I would love to see Yo-Yo have a chance in this inning. He waits on deck. The 1-0 pitch misses on the outside, 2-0 the count. It was a little over a week ago where the Sox had a four-run lead with four outs to go, and the Indians came back and won in the end in our ballpark. A 2-1 pitch misses inside, 3-1 and one now. With two outs in the eighth inning, four outs to go. The Sox were down by four. They've scored two and have the tying run at the plate with a runner on second. 3-1 and one count now to Garcia. The pitch on the way. Checks it up. They're going to say he went. Garcia is upset. He wants the appeal and does not get it. Home plate umpire made the call on him. That should have been ball four. The 3-2 pitch now on the way. Swung on and set out to center field. Dropping fast. It is caught on the run and the game is over. The Sox threaten and almost come back in this game. Maybe a little bit of mojo was found. I don't know. There were some positives at the end of this one. But the negative is another loss. Three in a row for the White Sox now. They've lost four of their last five. And over their last ten games, they're three and seven. Only 14 games over 500 now. They dropped the first one here in Cleveland. Five to three. The bullpen and the starting pitching have hurt the team. The lack of offense as well. Even with that comeback being mounted. Lucas Giolito only goes three and two-thirds. He's responsible for three earned runs, five walks, a hit, and four strikeouts. Alex Colome, though, is really the guy that gives up the three-run home run. He only gets charged for one run in that whole thing. But he really is the goat of this game. Tristan McKenzie gets the win. Brad Hand gets a shaky save. Domingo Santana, one for two with that three-run home run, is the player of the game. Jose Abreu... Two for three with a double and RBI and a run score. James McCann with the big double in the ninth inning and a drive in a run. Nick Madrigal had a big double in the right center field. And Yohan Moncada goes one for three in this game. 
Unfortunately, the big sombrero for Tim Anderson, the amount of base runners that he left out there in scoring position today, a total of six. And he goes 0 for the game. And that one hurt a little bit for us on the offensive end. And he's been so solid during this season. But a very rough game at the plate. Nobody else was able to pick him up. Sox lose this one. We got another game tomorrow. We're going to get one of these going at some point. At some point, this is going to come back around. You want to be there when it does. I'll be super excited. Maybe I need to start drinking. Next game, I'm drinking. That's what I'm doing. Rough final. Sox lose 5-3. to three. Thank you very much to all of our sponsors. Corky Carry at the park at 33rd and Princeton is open. Thanks to Family Waterproofing Solutions, DP3 Tech. And also thanks to Saxon 35th. We'll have the post-mortem on this game right now on their website if you want to read all about it and look at the stats. My name's Chris Lanuti. We're back tomorrow. Let's take the next one and get back to our winning ways. White Sox Simulated Baseball, brought to you by Sox in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.